This is the John Oakley Show podcast. It is a great day for talk radio. There's a lot to uh, unpack here in terms of that financial package that the Prime Minister put some fine points on earlier today. We'll get back into that momentarily when uh, the Senior VP of National Affairs with the Canadian Federation of Independent Business joins us. Joining us now, however, uh, on matters that were articulated by the Mayor as well as the Chief Medical Officers of Health for the City of Toronto as well as the province, Adrian Batra, weighing in, the Editor-in-Chief of the Toronto Sun. Adrian, how are you holding up these days? I'm doing just fine, John. How about yourself? Yeah, likewise, working from home. You know, it's uh, I put a bracelet on, do 100 hours of community service. It's like house arrest. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's amazing what uh, we as human beings can overcome and handle and deal with. But, um, you know, my, I've said my entire newsroom has been working from home for almost the last couple of weeks. And trust me, you know, running one of the largest newspapers in, in the country remotely has not been proven easy but uh we've done it and it's you know it's it's extraordinary that we are in the media our essential services um and i don't think that'll ever happen again maybe in our lifetime john but uh we keep doing it every day and hopefully people appreciate it it's needed it's necessary and it's somewhat keeping us sane so it's good all right, so we should relish the moment we're considered essential because you're saying it could be very fleeting. I got gotcha. you. So. Let me ask you about uh, something here now. You know, you're paying attention as much as anybody. When the mayor in his press briefing that we cover every weekday just before the 4 o'clock and after the 4 o'clock news, it sounds like he's exasperated that people, despite the notices that went out last week of uh, isolating and blah, 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 but uh, more to the point, par- parks are off limits. Uh, what is it? 1,500 city parks were deemed to be off limits, yet on the weekend, irrigating, walking their dogs, they're sitting down, catching some sun, playing hoops and all the rest. Why do you feel some people are just disregarding what are the best practices put forth by the health people? I think in part people think that it's a little bit nicer outside. They feel compelled to go outside. They think maybe this isn't going to affect me. They think I'm healthy. I'm okay. It's my family's okay. So therefore, if we stick to this, you know, group of five or less, we can go out there. But if 500 people are thinking the same way, then suddenly you have 2,000 people out there. And so it's astonishing to me that no one is paying attention. So. I share the mayor's frustration. I think a lot of Torontonians, a lot of Canadians who are adhering to the, the edicts that have come down over the past week, week and a half from all three levels of government, m- most of us are listening. Most of us are sticking to it. But those people who feel entitled, last week when you and I talked, John, we called them the covid I'm going to call these people the covid as well. They are just putting the rest of us at risk. They're putting themselves, their family, and anybody else at risk. And And... This is hard. It's hard for all of us. It's frustrating for all of us. So when you hear Mayor Tory today sort of talk with that, a bit of exasperation in his voice, and Premier Ford as well, you, you, I share that. I, I get where they're coming from because it's like we're grown-ups. We have to deal with this. We have to manage to get out of the situation in which we're in, and the way to do that is to stay the hell home. Yeah, and I think the health authorities as well are very cognizant of the casualty count. I mean, when the Premier was talking about the nine souls who lost their lives on the weekend at that nursing home in Bob Cajun, 
look, uh, you can make that several degrees of separation where, you know, the 20 something or the 30 something is playing in a park. It doesn't take much for that virus, which is vicious to leap, leap, leap. And then, you know, a first responder goes in and somebody uh, willing to help the and the next thing you know, they're contagious. This is where mm-hmm. and how it spreads and uh, why people aren't getting the message. You know what I was saying earlier before you joined us? Now, there's a provision in this new municipal bylaw to find people a minimum of 750 bucks up to 500,000 I think is the the, the window why don't they just 5, start implementing oh okay I was hoping it was 500,000 yeah uh all right onerous regardless and why don't they just start meeting out these fines that'll get people's attention won't it I think it will and you know often we see a financial penalty penalty still seems to be is, is it good enough deterrent it won't be for everybody because think of someone that thinks, okay, we don't have enough bylaw enforcement officers to catch me, you know, violating a parking a parking violation, or they are thwarting, you know, a city municipal bylaw in some other way. They've never been caught before. There's not enough bylaw officers. So you know what? Me and Janie and Johnny, we're just going to go to the park. We're going to let them go down the slide a few times because mom and dad are losing their minds in the house. The kids are bored. They need fresh air. Blah blah blah. If you start hearing stories about five, six, seven, eight, or 20 of those people getting the fines, then I think it might sink in for people that, oh, yes, it very much can happen to me. It's not dissimilar, John, to when we started implementing the fines and the, and the penalties and the demerit points for texting and driving. And so few people started getting it with big, massive whopping bills. And then you see I mean, people are still doing it, but it's curbing. So you are going to have to have a, a few of those financial uh, penalties put into place and, and actually hear with people getting them um, before it, I think it really dawns on the vast majority of people who continue to think that I am um, not going to be affected by it. But, but what were you referring to earlier is kind of like that butterfly effect. Just because I am a 46-year-old woman in Toronto, um, if I go out and expose myself, um, how is that going to hurt someone that lives in Whitby? Well, you know, maybe I was encountered with someone who did, and we see that communal spreading is really what's at issue here. So keep yourself isolated. Keep yourself, try to keep yourself sane. Listen to talk radio. Pick up the Toronto Sun. There's lots to do. And so it, it may be hard, but the quicker we get, get this uh, under control, the quicker we, we do get to get out there. You know, I was going to suggest they do what they're doing in India uh, on the subcontinent. They actually have uh, people going around, policemen with like these six-foot switches and just, you know, whipping folks into compliance. Uh, it might sound a little harsh, but, geez, you know, after a point, if 750 doesn't get your uh, head uh, wrapped around it, yeah. maybe that's what we need. <laughs> so that's the escalation, right? Like that's sort of like the martial law. You know, we're talking about, mm. you know, you see more police officers on the street. You potentially see the military being um, engaged. And, and it will be to that point. If Canadians aren't listening, if people don't listen, these are the tools that the government has at their disposal. And, and, and that is like we're inching towards that where we heard from the prime minister today that the, the, the military is being readied, not necessarily for this, but certainly for other things like building hospitals and building um, you know, the, in the convention centers, they're going to be using them as, as facilities. So those are the sort of logistical things that the military can help us with, but also enforcement. And so if that's where Canadians feel that they that's the road they want to go down just because they need um, to go to, for, for, take their dog for a walk, 
take the dog to the backyard, stay in small, like just one person. I mean, in and out, you're, that's it. These are the realities. Everything has gone online. You have access. And I know not everybody does, but your neighbor does. Someone you know does. Uh, there's a means by which you can get what you need to your home without leaving. And that stark warning today from the Ontario um, medical officials for those that are 70 plus, hear it, listen to it. You're vulnerable. You're susceptible. Absolutely. There are realities. You are correct about that much. Now, uh, when the premier also uh, premier also says we don't want to be Italy, he's not being xenophobic. I mean, that's a tragic situation there. It got uh, out of hand there. They weren't proactive enough. So uh, this is why we need to practice proactivity rather than reactivity. Adrian, I got to leave you on that note. I'm glad to hear you're faring well and uh, you're cranking out a newspaper from hither and yon. Uh, it really speaks to your credit. Thanks so much. We'll get you back on before too long here from the home base. We'll do it all again. Thanks, John. You got it. Adrian Batra, Editor-in-Chief of the Toronto Sun. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio. 911. 911. What's your emergency? Ah, I'm on a cruise ship. Ah, there was an explosion. Oh, my God. The ship is sinking. I can't get out. on your location. Stay with me. Hello? Are you there? Help is on the way. Angela Bassett and Peter Krause return in an all-new season of 911 on a new night. Thursday, March 14th on Global. Stream on Stack TV.